Thank you for listening today on Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to check us out at podcastwithpastorlarry.com. In just a moment, Pastor Larry will be teaching us a constant truth from God's Word to help us in this always changing world. You can always find more teaching with Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number four, others. That would be Freedom Church for others. Now, let's get to learning the Bible to live the Bible with Pastor Larry. Hey, good afternoon, folks. This is Pastor Larry with Freedom Ministries. It's Thursday, July the 27th. Hope that you've had an awesome week. And thanks for being a part of our study so far as we're plugging in and studying through the book of Proverbs. Yeah, book of Proverbs is 31 chapters in length. but I'm enjoying this study with you as we're going literally verse by verse. And I'm glad that you're with me today because it's going to be part three. If you're on Facebook Live, that's for you. This is episode three. If you're listening in to the podcast at podcastwithpastorlarry.com, what are we learning about? We're learning about the path, the protected path of wisdom. Have you ever gone hiking? Have you ever gone on a nature trail? Have you ever gone in the woods as a kid or even with your kids as a parent? And you just went through the woods and you were on a path and maybe you created your own path. You got off maybe the path that was intended to be on and you created your own. And maybe while you found out why those were on the path, That was what it was meant for, was to keep you out of the briars and poison ivy, poison oak, and so on. Well, God also has a path for you and I to be on, and it is for our benefit. Why? He wants to protect you and I, protect us from ourselves and our own wrongful choices, and also as well as maybe the influences of those around us. We just came out of VBS, and what an incredible week or time we had with VBS, with kids being here, teaching them God's truth, learning that God is great. We also learned and taught the boys and girls that God is with us. God, Emmanuel, that's what the word Emmanuel means. And then lastly, we learned that God is trustworthy. And I love this because how can you put your faith and belief in someone or something that is not trustworthy. Well, until these boys and girls, excuse me, I apologize for that. My sinuses are really bothering me and acting up, and I have a slight tickle in my throat. Many of you know what that means, but I'll try to get through this with you together. If a person cannot trust God or anyone that we may be talking about, then how can you put your trust, how can you value what they say? How can you believe in them if they're not truthful? Well, this is why we wanted to teach those boys and girls that doctrine about God's word and how we find how true he is. And that even at an early age, they can put their faith and trust in him. He loves them and he cares for them. 
And I'm so thankful for all the volunteers that it took to pull VBS together. It was months and weeks of planning. And then to get to those big nights of VBS, yes, exhausting, but so well worth it because it's an investment spiritually. And you know what? This is you today. As you invest in yourself spiritually by watching on Facebook Live, even if it's not live for you in the moment when you're able to watch it, or, excuse me, you're listening in on the podcast. I'm glad that you're a part of this study. And as we're in Proverbs chapter 2, what are we learning? We're learning that Solomon cares about his son and that God cares about us. And Solomon is warning and wanting to teach his son areas or paths, roads, if you will, to stay away from. There are certain paths that, as we learn in Proverbs chapter 2, that not every good path is a good one. Well, verse 9 says every good path, but then verse 13 says there's the path of uprightness. But then there is a wicked path according to verse 15. We don't want to be on that path. I don't know, maybe you've made a wrong turn on your travels on the interstate while you're on vacation, or maybe you're just traveling around the city or looking for a certain spot and you got turned around. You made the wrong turn. If we're going to make the wrong turn, and as we make those wrong decisions, it will not lead us to the destination. God has a destination or a purpose for each and every one of our lives, and that is for us to be Christ-like, living a life that's pleasing and honoring to him. Well, how can I do that when I'm going to totally ignore his word and use wisdom that he's given through his word? Well, what is wisdom? Well, let me remind you once again, wisdom is looking at life from God's viewpoint. Simply this saying means I'm going to get God's perspective on the matter. So I'm going to put my spiritual glasses on, if you will, and look at life through the lens of God's word. And this is good for us because often we find instruction because this is our nature. We don't like to be told what to do. We don't like to be corrected. And sometimes we take this approach and misapply it to God's word as if the correcting or guiding that God is doing is to shortchange us or that he's holding out on us. Or if you will, that he's keeping something good from us. Have you ever thought that he's actually keeping something bad from you? This is the protected path of wisdom. Because in verse 19 and verse 20, Solomon speaks of the thought of the paths of life as well as the paths of righteousness. This is the path that we should desire to be on. And that is why we're studying this together. And so if you're here today on July 27th, Thursday, thanks so much for just taking a moment on you're probably, you've already had a busy week and you're coming into the weekend <clears throat> and you're just trying to maybe get things together, wrap up your week. I hear you and I understand how busy you are, but nothing is more valuable than you investing in yourself 
spiritually. So thanks again for being a part of this. And the question may be, as we're studying this together in Proverbs 2, why should I hide God's word in my heart? Or why should I uh, desire to get God's wisdom and get on this path of wisdom in my life from God? Well, because in Proverbs chapter 2, Solomon warns his son, as he does us, that it protects us from the wicked man. I'm sure growing up, your parents, maybe you as a parent, heard the phrase, I'm concerned about the friends you're keeping. I'm concerned that you are becoming like those you hang around. Kind of like the old adage, you are what you eat. Sometimes you become those that are closest around you. And the fact is, you can spot this person, according to Solomon in Proverbs 2 verse 12, by the conversation that they have. Their conversation is full of perverted things. They're, per, they're not filled with truth. They're, per, they're filled with their conversation of things that are corrosive or corrupt, not healthy, and most definitely not spiritual. But we notice that according to Solomon, as he's writing this to his son, we also see that this person is easily spotted by the company they keep, their companions. I kind of just mentioned that. But the fact is, this person delights, right, even in the actions of their friends. It says a lot about us, doesn't it? As Christians, when we begin to be entertained and even laugh at those things that are wicked and sinful, that is not the lifestyle that is conducive to a maturing follower of Jesus Christ. And so we notice that again in Proverbs 2, verses 13 and 14, but also in verse 15 of Proverbs 2, you see that their ways are crooked. But the wicked man is not the only person we're warned about and that God wants to protect us from. It's also the woman who is worldly. Well, what is her characteristics? Well, the fact is, according to verse 16, it says that her lips are very flattering. Always telling you what you want to hear, but not what you need to hear. Trickery, full of lies and deceit. And that's exactly what Delilah did to the Samson in the Bible. But she forsakes even the guide of her youth. Her upbringing, which may have been wholesome and truthful, she has rebelled against. And she's made the choice in her own life. And that's not the path that she's going to take. So there's a reason to get in the path or be on the path of wisdom. Because it is a protected path. But then also it says that this woman is known and characterized how she is forgetful of her covenant with God, according to verse 17 of Proverbs 2. It says, who forsakes the guide of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. See, there's consequences. And we find that these consequences of following 
these type of individual leads to spiritual death. Yes, it could lead to physical death, right? But also, more importantly at this point, it leads to spiritual death and separation from everything that is good and everything that is godly is good. May we choose not to see what God is teaching us and wanting us to learn as bad, but good, good for you and I. But we also notice that it's destructive. Now, if you could look at verses 19 and 20 of Proverbs chapter 2. None who go to her return again. Nor did they take hold of the paths of life. But then verse 20, so you may walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of righteous. I love that. You and I have choices. We've always had choices. Adam and Eve, since the beginning of creation, had choices. And their choice up to a certain point, were good and perfect, but only took one choice, one decision, if you will. And that decision was to sin. God told them, did he not? You you can partake and participate and eat of anything in this Garden of Eden, except for one thing. And if you choose and eat of that one tree. And he was very specific. In the middle. In the middle of the garden. You shall surely die. We know it was an immediate death. Physically. But spiritually. It was. And that decision changed the entire focus. And environment. And structure of the world. At that moment. They had never experienced pain, separation, or were they going to experience death? At that moment, when they chose to sin, they chose their own path. Sin and corruption entered in the world, and here we are today. This is why God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay the penalty for that choice, that sin. Yes, your sin, my sin, our choices. And so even after we put our faith and trust in God, we still have choices. We still have what's called free will, volition, the ability to choose and make decisions as we will, as we freely choose. And even as a Christian, you can still choose not to obey God. You can still choose not to follow Him and obey Him. And this brings dire consequences. It brings destruction. But what about if I choose the right path? What if I choose this path of wisdom, this protected path that I believe God wants us to experience and be on? Is there anything there to help me. Well, here's what I want to leave you with today. And it's the third thought. And that is, this is why we should embrace God's wisdom because it will keep you and I from making wrong 
choices. It's going to keep us from making wrong choices. We've all made them. Wouldn't it be nice to not be a repeater and continue to make the wrong choices? Yes. Well, here's some good news. Look at Proverbs chapter 2, or at least listen if you're on the podcast, and listen to verses 21 and 22. And this is going to wrap up Proverbs 2. For the upright, the one who does right, will dwell in the land and the innocent will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the transgressors, sinners, those who choose to rebel, will be rooted out of it. These last two verses seem kind of simple, but in their same way, are a summary now of what Solomon has been saying to his son. If you get the wisdom of God and rely upon it, we choose it, we want to obey it, we apply it to our life, it's going to help us make good choices. And here's the thing, the end of that path is always right. It's always good. I think I said this on Tuesday, it's always right to do right. There's always a good consequence, an outcome, when we choose to do what's right. So, here's what I will leave you with, and that's a few thoughts now. If you reject the wisdom of God, and you treat it lightly, you'll end up on the wrong path. So, again, it comes down to your choices, right or wrong. Choose the path of the righteous, and you will find security. So if you choose that path, there's security. How do you know that? Can we read verse 21 again? For the upright will dwell in the land, and the innocent will remain in it. Okay? So what we find is that God says, If you decide to walk in the way of good men, you decide to be good, you choose what is good and what is godly, then that's going to put you on the path of what is right. It's real simple here. Right choices equal right paths, right? Not right paths equal right choices. I have to choose what path I'm going to be on. I choose the wrong path. If I choose right, wrong, if I make wrong decisions, and if I choose my own way, that's not the right path. And so the upright, he says, will dwell in the land. And the innocent or mature, perfect, will remain in it. So what we're finding is that the righteous here, the one who chooses to do up, to do right, he uses the word upright, the person who chooses makes a choice to do right, there's security in that. And I love this because it's safe for you and for me. But here's the warning according to verse 22. Choose the path of the unrighteous or the one who doesn't do right, and you're going to find sorrow. Because it says, but the wicked will be cut off from the earth And the transgressors, sinners, shall be rooted out of it. What a contrast this is. This is as different as 
light and darkness, as day and night, there are two paths in life. There's two choices, right and wrong. There are two choices here, a life of wisdom or a life of rebellion. There's a choice here. There is the difference in our choosing of life and blessing or a life of hardship. Isn't it true that our choices without God bring hardships, bring trials, bring pain and disappointment? Not with God. And I don't mean life doesn't bring its own nuances and there's not trials and that I've never had a problem since I've been a Christian. Of course I have. That's life. But I'm talking about choosing God and Him and His way and His thoughts and obeying Him and following Him has never proven to be wrong. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. I want you to listen to this verse. I love this. Wisdom is principle. Okay, that that means it's principle. It it is top. This is a top priority. It's number one. Therefore, get wisdom. So go after it because it's that important. And with all you're getting, get understanding. What is he saying here? Wisdom produces understanding. It's discernment, right? I'm able to discern now what is right and wrong. And that is a person who truly is understanding what living the Christ life is all about. It's living for or unto Christ. There was a a writer many years ago who said this, The compass on board an iron vessel is very subject to aberration. So you're not real sure, maybe, how it may point or what direction it may give. Yet for all that, its evident desire is to be true to the pole, pointing always north. True hearts in this world and in this fleshly body are all too apt to swerve, aren't we? We're always able to turn and make uh, different choices in our life that aren't always true. But he says they will still show their inward and persistent tendency to point toward heaven and God. As a Christian, you should have that desire and that inward earn learning and, and that inward yearning, I should say, not learning, but yearning as a believer. Pastor, how do I know if I'm a Christian? Do you desire to even want to obey God? Do you desire to want to grow? Do you desire to want to live in a way that pleases and honor God? If you said you're a Christian, you answered no to that. My friend, that's not the Christ life. That's still your life. Because as a Christian, while I have the ability to make my own choices, the desire has changed. And when I choose the wrong thing, 
um, quickly by the Spirit of God, burdened, I am ashamed, and guilt comes in to the point of where it is a godly guilt. It is a reminder, hey, Larry, that's not the life you now have. That's not the life that pleases me. And what am I saying? I'm saying that our life ought to always be pointing to God and to his word. Again, on board of ships and iron vessels, it is common to see a compass. It's common to see a compass placed at the most viewable point and usually in the center of where the ship's stern is or where their captain is. Why? Because they want to make sure that they are pointed and lined up on the right path. (laughs) And a wise person will want to keep God, a Christian will want to keep God and his word in principle at first place and in front. Why? Because the nearer to God we are, the more we draw to him and rely upon him, excuse me, and learn of him, the less we're going to be swayed by other influences. And this is the point. This is the goal is for us to be on this path of wisdom that is for our protection. That is Proverbs chapter 2. Thanks for joining me today. Excuse my cough and uh, my sniffles and all of that. I hope that wasn't too distracting to you, but I'm glad that you were here today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And I hope that you join me next week as we're going to embark, yep, on chapter three. And we're going to learn about living godly is a matter of trust. I want to live godly. What is the key to that? Well, it's a matter of trust, actually. What do you trust? Who do you trust? You may say, well, Pastor Larry, I trust the Lord in all ways, in all things. We're going to talk about that. And I'm so thankful for the honesty and transparency of Solomon. So join me as we get to chapter three. Until next time, God bless you. You are prayed for and you are loved. Take care. Thanks for joining us today for podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Connect with Pastor Larry at podcastwithpastorlarry.com to hear weekly biblical teaching. You can always find more teaching of Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number for others. That would be Freedom Church for others. This is a listener-supported podcast. Feel free to partner with us to further our reach of the gospel to the world. If you feel led to give, please log on to PastorLarry.org. Again, thanks for connecting to Podcast with Pastor Larry.